Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, thanks again for joining me today. I want to continue talking. I was talking about Jeremiah yesterday, talking about how God led him and God protected him and how, you know, sometimes you have bad days, but God can turn things around. It can become better. I use some examples about that. And then I talk about football like I always do. And I didn't go on to tell you yesterday in the finish of my story of football that I ended up getting hurt in that game, knocked my knee out. They stood me up and I mean, I saw stars and, um, I had to have surgery immediately, and I was in the hospital six days. I was back before they knew a lot about knees, and boy, I took my knee out. I can tell you that. That's a bad day, especially when they come in back then. They didn't know how to give shots, and they gave you these needles that were about, felt like it was a foot long and about a half inch thick. It's, of course, that's exaggeration, but man, I tell you, it's when they put that in my backside to try to put me to sleep. It, I flexed and it bing, 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 it bounced off. They had to do it again. It was a horrible experience, I could tell you that. And I have the scar to prove it. 50 years, like 52 years later, I have the scar to prove it. But you know what? We get up again, we keep moving, we, we get some therapy, and, and yeah, I'm still walking. That's the good news. But we need in our lives to learn to ask God for help. Our Heavenly Father, may we call upon you always. May you help us in our times of weakness, like you helped Jeremiah, how you helped Job, how you helped Joseph, how you helped Peter. God, you have always been there. You will never leave us. We'll always, you'll always be there for us. I pray that we put our trust totally in you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's ask God for help, folks. James chapter 4, verse 2 says, you want something and you don't get it? You kill and you covet, but you cannot have what you want. Yes, you quarrel, you fight. You do not have because you do not ask God, the Word of God says. You do not have because you do not ask God. We try to do things on our own. James is a little bit like Jeremiah. He gives us practical advice on how to live, and a major problem in people's lives today is we don't ask God to intervene. We just try to do it on our own. See, God is only a prayer away and ready and willing to give you the strength to press on in your life. Our prayer life is essential in seeing the hand of God. You might say, well, Tom, I I don't know how to pray. Oh, yes, you do. You talk to God like you're talking to your best friend. You share with him what's on your heart, and you ask him to help you. And the key is this, look and listen. And in my notes, I outline, I capitalize the word listen for his response. He uses people. He uses circumstances. He uses the Bible. He shows us great things. You know, I my I had some uh, interesting testimonies in life and a number of years ago, my associate pastor, youth pastor and associate, Pastor Brian Seidel, who now is a senior pastor, the Oregon Trail Church of God in Caldwell, which is a great church if you're over in a Caldwell way. Well, they had a camp up in the mountains. Miraculous things took place. They had a huge lightning storm, and that night, through a teenage boy, the power of God was alive, and he said it was God cleaning up the camp with these strikes of lightning. And this happened about midnight on that evening. The next morning, I got to my office, and this was, and I had, I had some things sent to me, and that just confirmed what had taken place. It's a miraculous story. 
almost every kid in the camp came to know the Lord, and they were calling out kids that God had told them to call out. I mean, the hand of God. I've never seen the hand of God as powerful as in that camp that year. It was amazing. If I had time to tell you the whole story, you would hardly believe it because it was very unbelievable. God spoke to this young boy that hadn't even really had a relationship with him, and he literally prophesied things that were happening one after another. The power of God is real, folks. It is alive, and we have got to put our faith and trust in the power of Almighty God. The disciples had followed Jesus, and they knew of his greatness, yet still asked Jesus to teach us to pray. We find this in Luke 11, 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So he taught them simply how to pray. See, our Lord is anxious to help us. Our Lord is anxious to show us the way. He just wants us to call and be willing to listen. He's willing to share if we're willing to listen. How many of you are willing to listen? Sometimes we think we know all the answers. Sometimes we think we know over all our leaders, our pastors, and this and that. We think we have all the answers. Everybody else is wrong. We're the only ones that are right. Folks, if you have that attitude, you're going to struggle in life. You're never going to be everything God wants you to be because you are prideful and you're full of arrogance, and that's going to kill you. It's going to kill you spiritually. So, you know, you need to turn that over to God. Well, Jesus encouraged the disciples to be diligent about prayer. In fact, we find in Matthew 26, verse 36 through 41, these words. He says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Well, he knew, folks, his time was coming. The cross was right in front of him. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow at this point to death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as my will, but as you will, O Lord. Then he returned to his disciples, and he found them sleeping. He said, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And boy, is that ever a statement. You know, the spirit is willing to do what's good, but the flesh is weak. We give in, we struggle. We have all sorts of issues in life with all those struggles of the world. Because the flesh is weak. That's why we got to stay strong. We got to stay in prayer. Go beyond convenient prayer. Oh, it's convenient to pray at the dinner table. It's convenient to pray when you're in church. Go and get alone with God. I'll never forget trying to find my father on many occasions and finally finding him kneel down somewhere, whether it be in the church sanctuary, whether it be in his bedroom or whether looking for him, he's sitting out in his car, praying and weeping and calling upon God. Sometimes I'd wait for an hour for him to finish. And I'm telling you what, his heart was so sensitive. He cared so deeply for people. 
He prayed for everybody in the church. He prayed for all the neighbors and the friends. He prayed for other pastors. He prayed that the Spirit of God would take over. And my dad was involved in one of the big revivals during the late 60s and early 70s when the revival was taking place. It was a huge revival, and our church was right in the center of that. Many, many came to know Jesus Christ. The Lord moved in a powerful way, and it didn't just move here. All over the country, there was a moving of the Spirit of God. But I know it was because of prayer. Time goes on. Take time to pray. My life was so shaped by prayers of my parents. Jeremiah was a man of prayer. He sought God's purpose for his life and for the land of Judah. He knew that his almighty God had a blessing for people. I believe this. God has a blessing for you. You can count on it. You just need to claim it. You need to call upon it. I think one of the things we're missing out more in life than anything else is times of prayer. I was very fortunate to work in youth ministry in Vancouver, Washington, with my dear friend. His name is Randy Hood. He pastors a church in Spokane, Washington. And I'm telling you what, the man was a man of prayer. He was my age, but he taught me, like my father, how to pray. We had we had prayer meetings. We had prayer sessions. We took the kids out to parks, and they would go have devotions and spend an hour alone with God in prayer. Our youth group flourished. It was a youth group of around 200 kids. Many of them went into pastoral ministry. And I believe it was because of the dedication of prayer. Right now, one of the kids uh, was one of the kids is now in my youth group. I mean, in my church, he is now one of my leaders. In fact, he runs owns a number of the Papa Murphys around the valley, nine of them, I think. And he's been a great friend of mine. But he he learned in our youth group. He found God in the youth group years and years ago, and it's been fifty years now. And he's been such a dear friend of mine. And um, in fact, we're best friends today. And and so thankful that God brought him to Boise, Idaho. Uh, to to be here and to help me in the church too, but you know it's I just never forget those those days. I remember praying for kids at a at a camp, and there's there was uh, I think fourteen kids in our in our cabin, and we started praying one on one for everyone because most of them didn't hadn't made a relation uh, hadn't made a commitment to Christ yet. And you know before that camp was over, every single one of those kids gave their lives to Christ. And that spread through this whole camp. There was adults in the camp too. It was back when they had camp meetings. And there was a revival through the entire camp meeting. And I believe it was because of prayer. That's why it's vital. That's why we have a prayer time every Thursday morning from 8 to 9. And there's about 6 to 10 of us. And it's been that, that way for 15 years. We just come down and we just pray for an hour. No systematic about it. We just bow our heads and whoever wants to pray, prays. And some... Want to pray quietly, they pray quietly, but we pray for an hour. And we've seen miraculous things happen. We prayed that God would help us at Cloverdale pay off our building, and we owed $470,000. And you know what? God delivered in a miraculous way. And one day, randomly, we paid that building off. And now we're debt-free, free and clear, and God has blessed us immensely. But it was because of prayer. God wants to work in our lives. People, let's be people of prayer. Let's trust in God. That's the only way we can do it is trust in Him. Hey, He loves you. I love you. Pray to God lead you this day in Jesus' name. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.